Danish Dynamite, the Superliga podcast, brought to you by footballindenmark.com. Welcome to Danish Dynamite, and with the international break here, I thought usually there would be no cause for a pod, but that's no fun at all, and so I had an idea. What if I got Kasper de Lind and Kasper Peders back to join me in picking our best Superliga 11s, but with an interesting twist, we're going to be drafting players for our teams, and once a player's picked, they can't be selected by anyone else, so we're going to end up with three completely unique teams, which should hopefully be quite fun, and you guys can vote on who you think has picked the strongest team. I've also managed to schedule this in the middle of Denmark v San Marino, which I didn't think about beforehand, but if you hear random cheers from my guests, it's because a goal has gone in, and let's face it, Denmark versus San Marino, it's going to happen fairly often. But how are you doing, boys? Right now, as uh, Denmark is uh, leading, I'm doing great. And I guess uh, at the, the fake Casper is doing great as well. Yeah, so I really enjoy that uh, I'm rich enough to pay for Flow TV. And Casper is, yes, is a streamer, so I get all the goals like 30 seconds prior to Casper. So uh, it's, it's another nice, uh, nice note in the... Uh, in, in Ridgetown, I must say. Superb. Before we go into the draft, I did say that we'd start the show with just any business to do with the Superliga that really kind of pops off. And I know Casper has a something he wanted to talk about regarding Bromby before we get started. So Casper, what's been on your mind? Well, the last time we spoke, we talked a lot about uh, expectations for the seasons, for the season uh, and for the teams. And uh, after the spring that Bromby played, I wasn't too positive because they really, really needed to find like, you know, a path forward, uh, a style of play because the coach, uh, he switched so heavily style of play. And if you look at the seven games played this season so far, it's not that Bonby has been the best team, but they are showing a new direction. They are showing uh, a style of play, which I like. Then, you know, short term, they are trending up. Now it's interesting to see if they can strategically take some some good decisions uh, and, and do the, the right things for the long-term perspective. As far as I see, that's the biggest hurdle right now for Bonby is to, you know, get things right in the long term which of the new boys have sort of impressed you most over the last couple of weeks basically uh, it's um, Daniel Vess finally getting a position where he can use his skills best possible way uh, and not being used in it's a long list of uh, positions he has based basically if you if you look at him if you look at a football man yeah, he would be he would be listed as you know uh, defender midfielder forward right left center and he has co- and he has covered all the positions uh, during the spring uh, except for, you know, I think goalkeeper also and striker. For me, Daniel Vaz has finally suited into this uh, role, as a, if you use this uh, Italian term, regista, this deep-lying, aggressive passer uh, on the midfield. Um, he's not the hard worker like uh, in uh, like Josip uh, Radosevic, but he has replaced him uh, in that position and it, it's helping Brøndby so much to move the ball from early phases of the game building up from uh, from the back line to basically move the ball to the attack and to get the uh, shots created and for me he has really been like it's not that he has been like you know the new new player he came a year ago but it's like Jesper Sørensen finally got an idea about how to get the best out of uh, Daniel Vess. There was probably a point where if he'd brought his goalkeeping gloves, he could, could have got a, a gaming goal, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'm very pleased to hear you uh, so positive about the team after, I, I guess, at the beginning of the season, there was, uh, wasn't was a huge amount of cause for optimism. But yeah, it certainly looks like in the last few few weeks, Bromby have really sort of got their stuff together. And 
sitting pretty in uh, in the medals position at the moment, early days, but you know. Yeah, well, I mean, let's again, let's be honest, right? They were a penalty save in the 97th minute against Weile from again being back in in this space where they didn't really get enough points. And I agree with Casper that they are showing progression, especially when it comes to points, but it's still not looking like a straight-A side. So yes, they are moving in the right direction, but I would still be very concerned if I was a Bombay fan because uh, they don't play like a top team, even though they get points like a top team. I uh, disagree a little bit because... They play like a top team, but the problem is they only do it for part part of the game. Last game against Ranas, they played the, the best 45 minutes basically all year. But then the second half was back at it. Uh, like, you know, they Ranas, Ranas wasn't good. But if Wanby had faced a better team, that team might be able to, to get three goals in. There's some similarities between Ranas losing with five against FCN, four against or whatever it was against Wanby. Three against the uh, four against FC Copenhagen as well. I also you so see a common denominator for Ranas being worse than the league. So I would at least be cautious to use a Ranas game at the moment as the defining moment for a lot of things because at least I think the game against the uh, Vile was pretty poor to be honest. And I think the big three it was, against it was, it was it was slow. The yeah. game against the Vile was uh, was really slow, uh, slow pace. But also, it was kind of a, a signal of the teams acknowledging Bonby for being good at their build-up, but also making it hard for Bonby because they just put themselves deep and uh, said to Bonby, basically, you know, come and cre- try, try and create uh, anything, you know, in, in 30 meters of a, of a field to play at. Definitely some cause for optimism there. The second point of order was, I think I've actually stolen Casper's topic of conversation here, so we're going to combine them. But... The unexpected return of Andreas Sheldrup, who obviously left in the winter transfer window last season. He was the top scorer at the point that he left. Went for a big money move to Benfica that wasn't a surprise to anyone. But I think what was a huge surprise is him returning this season on loan. I mean, there was absolutely no talk about it throughout the transfer window. And then on the final days, stories started coming out that Benfica were looking to to move him on for the season, give him some football. And then it emerged that I think FC Copenhagen and FC Norgeland were pitching for season-long loans. And he's returned to FC Norgeland. And yeah, Kasper, like, what's been the reaction? To me, this was like super exciting, super unexpected. Was it something that you'd felt in the waters for a bit longer? Yeah, I can say a few of us had a good idea that something big was on the way in. Um, but for quite a while, I actually didn't know it was Shellerup. I actually thought it was going to be Mikkel Damsgaard, to be honest. Because the Damsgaard rumor also came out early with regards to Sporting Lisbon, and that never happened. And in these silly seasons, you just never know. But I can say there was a rumor pretty early on that they would be trying to stretch themselves way out of any league that we've seen before. Hmm. which they did, right? So um, so I think we are super excited. I think no one really knows. I think most FCN fans probably has the feeling that when Schellerup left, he was the best in the league. I don't know if it's a commonality in the league, uh, but I think at least he was a top three player. So it's a very ambitious attempt to play for gold this season, as I see it. I cannot see it as any other sign than that. Or else, why would they take him in? Um, so let's see where it brings us. And and he's a phenomenal player. But I think Schillerow alone is one signal. But I think Christian Keller, who's actually 
on like within the first 16 of Ajax when he ended there. The fact that they managed to get him in as well, um, it really tells something about the ambition level in FC Nordsjælland at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think that Shadarup's kind of got something to prove as well. He certainly, I think he got two minutes of first team football uh, since joining Benfica. And so I think they've misused him or underused him, should I say. But I think he's got a point to prove now and, uh, and, and show that, you know, he's still got the level before he left. And I think that that makes for quite an exciting uh, yeah, prospect. I agree. And I think it's fair. I think uh, the FC Copenhagen fans that teased me for, they sold him in Jan and now he's back again and then he'll screw it up again. I get the fun of it as well. So uh, for sure he has something to prove, right? Uh, quite a few players has gotten through FC Neuschland where they haven't been completely sharp enough in their first move. And unfortunately, Schellerup is another one in this line. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I saw that he scored three goals tonight. So uh, he looks like he's pretty sharp for the Norwegian under-21. So uh, yeah. I think he'll be good for us. I think he'll be the best player in the team and most likely also the best player in the league. Interesting. Well... That sets us up quite nicely to go into the draft then. So without further ado, let's do it. I'll just outline the rules. So how are we going to do it? We've done a, a little random draw ahead of time. So we've got our pick order set up. So Casper Pedersback is going to kick things off with the first pick of the draft. Then Casper de Lind, then back to me. And then the order will reverse. Just to make it fair, each of us is going to pick one player until we all have a team of 11. You can pick your players in any order, so you don't need to start with a goalkeeper. You can jump around. I'll be keeping track of the teams. Once a player is picked, no one else can select them, obviously. And the formation we're all going to be picking to is 4-3-3. So those are the only rules. And so I'll throw open the first pick of the draft to Casper Pedersback. back. The world is your oyster, Casper. Who are you picking? I have to be uh, to, to be loyal to my team. So obviously I'm picking uh, Nikolai Velis. <laughs> I mean, he's a, a premium choice, someone who's going to get goals and assists for days. So he was definitely in my consideration there. And where would you be playing him in the formation? Okay, I think just a little bit about that. Uh, I just need to figure out if he's in, uh, playing a left inside forward or uh, attacking midfield uh, center. Great. So I've played it uh, way more tactical than Kasper Pedersbeck. So I've taken the player who uh, I think someone else would pick. And I've taken Victor Klaasen as my first pick. Uh, in Ooh. the central midfield, because I think uh, no matter that Schellerup was the best when he left, I think Clayson over quite a while now has demonstrated as uh, an absolute superstar. So he's uh, my first player on the team. And I think we saw it when it came to European football here. He single-handedly brought FC Copenhagen back in the Champions League. So I know it's a Superliga team, but that's a player I would like on my team. So you see, I've done the same thing. I tried to double bluff here and I was trying to think who you would pick. And also I didn't I didn't know which order this would be. So, so my first pick is Shellerup. Yeah. Uh, who's going to be playing left of the forward three. Brilliant. And then you also get the first pick here. Oh yeah. Okay. So now I've got to decide. One of the things that was crossing my mind here is that there's there's not a massively deep pool of like really good keepers. So I was thinking, do I go a keeper early doors and really kind of put the cat amongst the pigeons? But I think what I'm going to do next is take who I feel might be the strongest defender here. And so I'm going to pick Elias Yellert. Brilliant. Because he's not even in my top four. <laughs> and the reason actually why that is is that I think I've also assessed a lot on how they've been started the season and I think uh, 
if you can look at two people in FC Copenhagen who has been down a little bit, I actually think he's one, been one of them. So, uh, so that's uh, he's definitely not on my list. I went, uh, I went for the uh, Elias uh, Turi, who's been extremely strong as well. So I'm getting my FC Copenhagen boys off the sheet straight away. And so I assume you've got Clayson in central midfield, and you've got Ashuri left wing. Interesting. The premium forwards are dropping like flies. Casper, who you got for your second pick? <laughs> For my second pick, I don't know if I have to be tactical right now or. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually going for. I'm trying to to fit in my my best eleven or my preferred eleven without looking uh, towards you guys. I'm going for uh, Tversko as the playmaker, uh, deep playmaker on the midfield. I like to keep uh, possession. He was on my long list. He probably wasn't going to be in my next few picks, but he started the season so well and. Yeah, I do wonder with some European games as well whether his game's got a whole extra level to grow into. It's my pick again. Well, did you did you decide where Valleys is going? He's going for the for the midfield, attacking midfielder. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going for yet another Bunby player. <laughs> Who you got? Jacob Rasmussen. Very good. Very left, good. Left uh, left footed uh, central defender. I need one of those. Okay, so Rasmussen slots into your defense. Nice, yeah. He's been a, a signing that was, I think it was, what, 3 million euros? So quite a big signing. And yeah, he's he's justified the price so far. Definitely. Great. So in my number 10, I'm going to move in Aral Simsia from FC Michelin. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. When Isaacson left, I kind of thought oh, he's going to pick up the slack. And yeah, that's sort of what, what's happened here. What is it like a right forward? Yeah. No, he's going to play like a 10. Okay. So I play 4 3 3 with two eights and a 10. You've got Clayson in there already as a 10. No, he's eight. Oh, he's an eight. I like, okay, I like the ball. So if we don't. We're not going to see a lot of balance in this team, but uh, <laughs> I just want the people who can play ball, and they are both. All three here can handle the ball on their own. That's for sure. Good stuff. Okay, so I, I think it's down to me now, right? Because I've only picked two. You yes. guys have three each. Okay, so. I'm going to go with a player who I think has started really strong this season and I'm going to go with him in a central midfield role and that is Diogo Gonçalves. Ah. Um, <laughs> hopefully that's the sound of me torpedoing your dream lineup. Yes, it is. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, he looks really good in that role and I'm beginning to see. When he first joined, I was like, oh, I don't know, he looks a bit like a Benfica reject, but actually I'm beginning to see the <laughs> the quality. And then I guess it's back to me, right? No, I think I get another one now, don't I? Ah, uh, you do. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah. yeah, so I get another pick now. And <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I am going to go with, so I need a striker. And for me, it's between two players, really. And I think I've just shaded it on Ingvartsen. He's been so good since he came in. I really think that you're probably likely to pick him with your next pick as well. So <laughs> I'm going for Ingvartsen. Partners well with Scheller up on the left. And he's going to be a, a an absolute nailed on starter. Brilliant. Then I go with uh, Ibrahim Osman to the right. Very nice. Very nice. No, well, uh... What do you think of Osman's prospects actually with uh, with Shellerup coming in? Because there's quite a few players to fit into that wide forward role. Yeah, so I think he will just simply be reversed. So he's been playing most on the left and going in with his right foot. I think he will go a bit more deep in the pitch and pass it backwards towards uh, Ingmarsen. So I think it's just going to create a slightly different opening. And then we are going to isolate him a bit more on the right. Whereas when he played on the left, we of course tried to isolate him on the left so he could run towards the defenders. But I think you want Shellerup in the role where it's pushed a bit closer to the rest so he can link up. Whereas we want, as I tried to say here, uh, 
yeah, the one we won uh, duels uh, towards the right there. Who do you think is going to be the big loser of that Shellerup transfer in terms of playing minute? There's going to be three losers, right? I think the biggest loser in this is going to be Ant-Man. I think the second biggest loser will be Nukai. But that's also partially due to Colonel Harder looking so strong from the mm. get-go here. And then I think the last loser of the of the game here is Meskasten Hansen, who also, if we look at FC Norseland, hasn't had a lot of uh, success uh, at all. Um, mm. So uh, he simply just looks like who, someone who's not strong enough to to contribute uh, over time. Great, Casper, you've got two picks now. So who are you going for? I'm going to take as much as it hurts saying this as a Brøndby fan. Uh, I'm going to pick a Gabar and goal. Uh, the first keeper comes off the board. <laughs> yes. It's a big one. Yeah, I, I couldn't wait more. You, you just have to admit he he is he is the best keeper in the in the league. Just signed for Wolfsburg today, albeit not until the summer. But yeah, that's yeah, kind of something w- like either in the winter break or into in the summer next yeah. year. Yeah, bit of a strange transfer that in, in terms yeah. of you know announcing it just after the window for a long way in the future. But yeah, let's see. My next pick is uh, Martin Fraser. As Ooh. left back. I love that you and me are picking off all the Norgeland guys before Casper can have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> the way I kind of approach picking, trying to pick this team, was looking at Bonby and to see, okay, which players would I see play for Bonby? Because who who could, uh, you know, make them better, significantly better? Uh, and yeah, you just have to say, Fraser as a left wing back would be excellent. If you look at how Bonby is playing right now with the who and how they're playing. Mm. So I guess it's my pick now, right? It is. So I'm picking uh, the Superliga's best goalkeeper, Andreas Hansen. And I'm picking ooh, ooh. Uh, Superliga's best goalkeeper, Andreas Hansen, because he uh, single-handedly uh, uh, has the ability to uh, to bring in the pressure and make FC Norseland play uh, the short game that mm. they do. And of course, my team is a short passing team and I cannot use Gabar in that because he has two left feet. Very detailed pick that. So Hansen's coming to play behind a non-existent defense at the moment. Exactly. You haven't picked a, haven't picked a single defender, so you're, no, you're no. going to have to you're going to have to choose that wisely, but yeah, superb keeper and yeah, started the season really strongly. Since all the keepers have been picked, I'm going to I'm going to save my keeper pick until later. So, I'm going to take I'm just looking at my board of forwards. I need one more forward and the numbers are diminishing. So, I'm going to complete my forward line with Rooney Bardaji on the right-hand side. He's mostly done cameos off the bench, but he just looks so dangerous whenever he comes with the ball. He really looks like he enjoys running at players. He's got a great shot from distance, great turn of pace. So I think that with a bit more playing time in my team, <laughs> he'll be a, a a superstar. Makes sense. I get another pick, so I'm going to take a another premium defender off the board. And oh, no, 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 no. I see what you're going. I see where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to... so. The defender I've got at the moment is Elias Yellert, and we know he can play left-back. So I'm going to play him left-back, and on the right, I'm going to play Oliver Villardson. Makes sense. He'll never miss a game. Energy for days, and I think that as full-backs go, with Anton Guy gone, he's one of the remaining top-tier talents. Yeah. So I'm going to make life difficult for Casper because I know he was going to take Felix Spymo at right-back, so that's (laughs) what I'm going to pick. (laughs) Amazing. So that's your first defender. He's also started the season pretty strong. Very strong. I think uh, one thing is, I think uh, he came in a bit, you can say, uh, underappreciated because the right-hand side in in AGF was strong. So uh, I think he's for sure had a very big impact. And 
he was extremely cheap as well, right? So he looks like a, a super bargain uh, all in all. So uh, I think there is a few more contestants on the right-hand side, but I like him a lot. I think he, he's, uh, he's a, a strong attribute to uh, give. So before we go to Casper's next pick, let me just recap where we're at at the moment. So my team's looking like no goalkeeper at the moment, two defenders in Yella Villadson, Diogo Gonzalez in the midfield, and then a front three of Shellerup, Ingvartsen, and Rooney Bardaji. Casper D is looking at Andreas Hansen in goal, Felix Baimo right back, a midfield two at the moment of Victor Clayson and Aral Simsir, and wide forwards of Elias Ashuri and Ibrahim Osman. Correct. And Kasper Pedersback is looking at Kamil Grabar in goal, Martin Fraser at left-back, Jakob Rasmussen in, in centre-back, midfield two at the moment of Nikolai Valles and Jeppe Tverskov. Who are you adding to that team, Kasper? Now I'm adding uh, Dennis Vauro in uh, central defence. I need uh, a team of... Uh... Not so physical, strong players so far. Uh, I need uh, somebody, uh, some big uh, Eastern European guy who can uh, just beat the shit out of every uh, forward trying to to make a goal. And then one, and then once in a while, hit some crazy shot from forty meters and score a goal. Well, once in a while, twice in a week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So you still haven't got any strikers, but you've got three defenders now. Are you going to add a striker with your other pick? I, I am. I am, and I'm adding uh, Alexander Lit. From uh, Silkeborg. Oh, okay. Uh, De- definitely yeah. uh, an, an informed pick. Exactly. He has, after getting back from injuries, uh, he has really shown why he, uh, a few years back, was uh, a big appreciated talent. Uh, and I, I really like the way they play him right now. They they use his, uh, his ability to, to combine uh, strength and also pace. So uh, he definitely got uh, a selection for my uh, for my squad after seven uh, seven rounds of the season so far. Brilliant, Casper D. Who's your seventh pick? As you can see, my team will be a lot in possession, and <laughs> with a team with a lot of possession, you also need the best passing uh, defender in the league. So uh, without no further ado, uh, Adam Nagelo is my left defense, central defender. Brilliant. Okay, I feel like I need a. I need a centre-back pronto, and they're all disappearing. So I oh, do I want to choose... You pick it, Andreas Bielan. <laughs> no, actually, I think I'm actually going to use this pick to add, uh, to complete my midfield. So I'm going to pick uh, Rami Alhaj from oh. Obi, uh, a player who I've been really sort of excited by this season. He seems like he's got real flair on the ball and... and definite end product and I need a a ball winning deep lying midfielder and so well not necessarily ball winning I was toying with whether to have a playmaker or a ball winning midfielder and for me it's between three players it's between Brink from Silkeborg Rasmus Falk and Jeppe Grunning and I'm genuinely torn how to play this but I think with Diogo Gonçalves and Rami Alhaj I need the most defensive option of those so I'm picking my guy Jeppe Grunning Mm. I had all the three of them and uh, on my shortlist, and uh, ha- and I was about to pick uh, Yeva Guaning. <laughs> Brilliant! That's what I like to hear. Casper D, you're up next, though. Yeah. So uh, you've both picked the striker, correct? So I don't need to worry about them, and you've both picked the left back as well. So that's also free. Correct. So that means I can go first on my central defender. I can go first on my central midfielder. I might be playing with the two left backs. Ah, that's a dangerous. <laughs> one. Um, I'm gonna go with 
my central midfielder, you're not going to pick him anyway. So I might as well just get him in and then make the choice for a central defender more interesting. So uh, as Aral Simsia and Clayson will be in my midfield, I need someone who can run on the full pitch. And I think uh, Mohamed Diomande has shown uh, this season that his lungs are triple the size as they should be. So uh, he's going to complete my central midfielder with a box-to-box uh, energy. So uh, that's my pick. Then it's you, Casper. Yes, and then this guy, I am 100% sure that none of you have considered him. He is playing for a team that, if you look at the, the whole team, they are they are performing not so uh, so well. Lately, they lost to Bonbury. Any guess? It's touchy. No, they lost the, the most recent game. Anas, you want Philip yes. Bunkow on your team? Oh, no. Ah, you I'm want picking... Oliver Bunkow? No, uh, he's playing in Vipo. In Vipo. I'm picking uh, Mass Engholm from Anders. Yeah. He's the new, uh, he's a box-to-box midfielder. He's young, talented. Uh, he's great at uh, turning both ways, working both ways. I think he's a, he's a pretty good, he's like in the top 25 central midfielders in the league. Yeah, but I, I just wanted somebody from Anders. I, fe- I felt sorry for him and I, I like this young guy. He's not, he's, I agree, he's a rough diamond, <laughs> let's put it that, that way. But I kind of like his uh, his uh, style of play in uh, in Bonbury. It's not, you know, it's, it's as Casper says, he's obviously not uh, in the top, yeah, let's say 20, uh, for that, what he said, uh, best midfielders. But, you know, having to pick one, I, I, I also like, you know, to pick one young guy, uh, which was kind of, you know, out of the box. So, yeah, that's uh, my choice for for the mid, for the midfield. Wow. I had picked uh, Jeppe Grønning as my main guy, but you picked him. So, okay, I thought, okay, I could go uh, with uh, one of the other picks I've uh, I thought about. Um, but then again, you know, I wanted something else, uh, something else we could uh, discuss and something else that you two could shake your head about. So, yeah. Since we've all picked our central midfielders now, can I tell you, apart from Falcon Brink, who are on my list, there were two others. There was Tochi, who you mentioned, Casper, but there was also Christopher Olsen. I'm surprised that he hasn't been picked, actually. Out of nine central midfield picks, none of us have picked him. Yeah, so I actually had the only person I chose Diomande over at the end was Massimil Massen from AGF. Mm, so I think okay. it could also have been a, an option. So, But Chris Olsen was on. So I had Clayson, Chris Olsen, Mess, Emil Mersen, Tversko, Martinez, and Brank as my options. Wow, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I have uh, several of you. I had the, both uh, Diomande and Groening uh, as, you know, like the, the covering pitch players. So when you guys started to to uh, take out the, the players, uh, you know, covering large areas of the of the pitch, I had to uh, look d- deeper into my uh, shortlist. Brilliant! You, I think you got one more pick, Casper. Again, uh, I'm going for this time for for an attacker. Going for Ibrahim Said from Viborg. I like his pace. He's uh, a little bit one-sided, but uh, he's been carrying Vibor, pretty average Vibor team, to be uh, to be fair. He's been carrying the, uh, them for, for several matches. And if it wasn't for Ibrahim Sahib, they would be uh, way uh, deeper into uh, the than that they are right now. Yeah, agreed. I think he's still quite underappreciated in the league, actually, for someone who he was fairly consistent last season as well. So, yeah, I think he deserves a bit more love. But then again, you know, he's, he wasn't my uh, top three choices. But you guys picked some some, some of my <laughs> choices, so I, I can't get all. So uh, it has to be for him. Okay. So on the right central defense, I actually had uh, David Kuchulava, but I, I took him out because I, I created a rule that I couldn't have too many injured players. And it, again, it just became a bit too weird to have someone that's so out of shape. 
And then uh, I had three main targets left. I had uh, Mølgaard in AGF, which has covered the right centre-back in a very strong way. For um, I had uh, Salkvist from Silkeborg, uh, who was out for quite a while. But I had to go with the Super League captain, Kian Hansen, at the right centre-back. Because he's never been better than he is now. And just like in Agalo, he uh, loves uh, football with the ball at his feet. And I have created the triangle of death with Andreas Hansen, Adamo Nagalo, and Kian Hansen. And that's how my team is going to win. <laughs> oh, it's the Hansons. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. All right. That, yeah, that's a, a nice pick and some uh, some definite defensive chemistry there from the, off the bat. So I've got two picks coming up for my two centre-backs. And yeah, lots of the names that I had on my shortlist have disappeared. But I'm going to take the final two that remain. One is a guy you just mentioned, Tobias Molgaard. Of course, he usually plays in a back three. I'm going to fit him into a back two and hope that he adapts. But yeah, he's really impressed this season. And he's going to slot in next to Nikolai Berge from Viborg, who maybe hasn't had uh, the the start to the season uh, to, to sort of match last season. But I think he's a, a really top-class centre-back. And I think that those two could be a decent centre-back pairing for me in between Jellert and, and Villertsen. Brilliant pick. Thank you. I think I've picked 10 now. And, and I'm on nine. Yeah, I so need a left back and I need a striker. And you're not going to pick any of them. So it's a free choice. And I'm going to go on the left back position with Oliver Bungal. I think uh, Buer Mailing was a bit too easy because he comes back with great credentials. But again, I've, I don't know him, to be honest. So I think for me, he's out of the scope. And then the uh, consideration was, should it be Christian Sørensen at left back or Oliver Bungal? And I think he's done a pretty solid job <laughs> and still not the best left back in the league uh, in Vibor. But I would still say he is a, he's a contender to, to have a very strong season. Excellent. So Casper, you've got the final two picks of your team. Looks like you need a left winger. And a right back. Well, uh, I put Alexander Lin as a left forward. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cheeky. Yeah, it's a, bit, a little bit yes. cheeky. What do we think? We're allowing that? Yeah, it's okay. You can do okay. that. <laughs> pretty, it's a pretty mediocre team anyway, so let's give him a chance. <laughs> Shut up. Um, I'm going for uh, for Cho from the yeah. as my was, central striker. I was wondering when he'd get picked. Who's your right back? Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a hard question because uh, you picked my right back. Remember? Yes. yes. <laughs> so I had to. I have to uh, to think about you know what do I uh, what do I want instead? If you look at, at my right side forward, it's uh, Ibrahim Said. He will be out wide covering the the side room. So I thought, okay, I need a right back who can slot into midfield and you know like progress into midfield and make this box midfield with the with the other uh, on the, the free in my midfield so i had to uh, as a, i uh, i uh, acknowledged uh, that Jesper Sørensen i had found a, a good position for this player in central midfield taking him away from uh, the right back where he had uh, been played <laughs> one bit but i uh, put him right back at there so daniel vest will be the right back and he will not be charging forward. He was supposed to go into midfield as the deep-lying uh, playmaker next to Tversko. So uh, him, Tversko, and uh, Jakob Rasmussen can uh, form the triangle of death uh, at my team. Look at the tactical brain on this guy. Even in a fantasy lineup, he's got a fullback who's inverting to create overloads in midfield. <laughs> yes. Beautiful stuff. All right, Casper, round off your team. Yeah, so uh, a proper team needs a number nine, correct? Correct. And it's not Benjamin Nugent, I can say. 
even though he is a strong <laughs> contender. Uh, no, I think uh, with the options that I have left, I think Jordan Lars had a very strong end to the season last year. I think he started a bit more um, mediocre this year, but I think with the options that I have left, I am going to go with him. I'm actually surprised by that. I was expecting to hear either Ohi or Patrick Mortensen. Just to be uh, to put things this right, I picked my team from the seven games played. It's not you know like who I think has the greatest potential or whatever. It's who has performed best in the seven games. I yeah, definitely I didn't do that because I've got Shellrup in my team. Yeah, exactly. About so, Twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, for me, it's been the last uh, 180 days. Okay, because the, if definitely I would have picked if, for example, I would have picked the Ohi. If I had to pick for uh, all year, uh, you like can, that. okay, you can pick all here, and I pick Cho. That's for sure. Okay with me. We're doing transfers no. now. <laughs> no, you have to talk to my agent. Uh, yeah, no, I think everyone. Uh, yeah, no, no, all good. I'm happy with my team. I have by far picked the best one. No matter who you pick on the last one, so, so it's gonna be a slam dunk for me on Twitter. I can say that. Well, let's see about that. I'm going to round off my team with uh, with a goalkeeper, which is always quite helpful to have. And for me, it was between Bailey Peacock-Farrell and Patrick Kalgren. No. Yeah, that, that, that was what I was going with. And so my team is going to have Bailey at the helm. Before we go through the lineups, who are the players who haven't made the cut? You touched on Berger Mailing, for example. He's one that struck me as an omission. And also Rasmus Falk, I guess. Maybe he's not had the strongest start to the season, but you know, talent-wise, he would probably be in consideration. Are there any names that jump out to you guys? Yeah, I think uh, Daniel Enyembe at uh, Vibon on right-back, I think was an option, especially when you look at which choices were taken already. I was a bit surprised to see Daniel Bass in the mix. Um but uh, I think besides that, uh, I think uh, maybe Slutsayer could have had a move in as well, just uh, mm-hmm. as, again, this uh, inspiring talent. And um, and then Christian Samson, no one picked, right? That's also a little bit surprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty high output for a, for a left back. So uh, that's probably my uh, three uh, surprises. Awesome. Casper, anyone that surprised you? No, but I would have picked, like, you know, or he would be definitely be a strong contender. If, for example, as was felt, if I if my team was picked on, you know, like last season as well, or just like the first half of 2023, because otherwise I wouldn't have picked him as Ingo, for, uh, obviously. I picked him for his start of the season. I haven't picked him for his uh, 23 uh, so far. This you know what this better than a fantasy game where we don't agree on the rules, right? <laughs> you guys could have told me the you, basic rules before I picked on seven games only because it changed a lot for my team. Do you know what this sounds like to me? This sounds like someone who fully believes their team's coming third in the Twitter poll. Yeah, but that's it, right? And I, I could see that. <laughs> I think it's we don't even need the winner here. I think we all know I come in first, Henry comes in second, and Casper comes in goddamn third, right? So uh, <laughs> no. I don't know about no. that. All right, well, uh, yeah. l- let me go. Let me go through the teams, okay? So uh, because then you you could have picked uh, Lasse Bell and Bisek, for example, also if you had to pick uh, for uh, for twenty three as well. No, no. I mean, it's like it's players who are in the league now. And then you pick Schilder, who hasn't played a, ga- a game this uh, this uh, it, year. Is he in the league? <laughs> oh, no. I promise you, okay. this is the worst podcast content I've ever been a part of. Next time, I want to hear the rules before picking my team. Oh, dear. Okay, right. Well, these are the teams that you're going to have to vote on. Can I but, sell my own team? Can you what? Sell, sell in my own team so I get it fully loaded as I want it. 
Yes, you can. All right. Fact, all right. Let, let, let's start no, with now, your team then. Now, now just going to mention uh, the lineup for FC Norsten. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, in all great teams, they need the perfect pitch. And we play on AstroTurf at Farm Park. So um, it's important to play out short and be able to um, pull in the pressure from opponent's team. And therefore, the trial of the best uh, footballers on the feet is, of course, very important to the team, which is Andreas Hansen, Adam Monagolo, and Kian Hansen. On the two left and right back, it's important to have people who can uh, run and continue forward. And uh, both also have a strong on-the-ball game, which is Oliver Bungo and Felix Baimo. In the central midfield, because we'll be so dominating on the ball, we don't have a lot of defensive attributes. But on the flip side, we have some of the best offensive attributes, which comes from Mohamed Diomande, Victor Claesson, and Al Simsio. Everyone can dribble. Everyone can uh, go on goal. So it's going to be a very impactful center midfield. And then towards the left, we have one of the best dribblers in the league, Elias Saturi, who showed it at both Viborg and FC Copenhagen. And towards the right, we have Ibrahim Asman, who is also a fantastic dribbler. And up front to uh, score the easy goals will be Jordan Larsen. Bang! Uh, you know what? It's going to be close, but I do wonder yeah. if the, the the choice of number nine might just uh, might just sway it in uh, in my favour. But Casper uh, P, sell your team in. Come on, okay. you, you've you've got a chance. Well, in any team, as Casper uh, said, uh, you want a strong goalkeeper. Uh, mine is not supposed to play short. He just needs to <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to print the uh, uh, the oppositions to to score a goal. Uh, so Gabar is still uh, he's still on. Uh, obviously, he's the main guy. I got a uh, left side attack uh, in defense for Ace. Then uh, right side uh, is not to be covered by the right back. Uh, Daniel Vass uh, strong uh, in possession. So he got a good slot into midfield to help uh, those two guys uh, playing deep there. Central defense, uh, I got... Uh, I got, I'd say I, both players in central defense, Jakob Asmussen and Bauru, they provide power. They are strong. Uh, physical strong uh, good hitters but also uh, for Vau's case uh, a bit underappreciated uh, passer he is better than you know his reputation uh, sometimes is about it's not that he's he's not uh, playing center back but he's not as uh, bad as yeah some will make him um, midfield yeah Tversko obviously he is uh, the deep line play- playmaker uh, and next to uh, to Vess when he slots into midfield they will basically be impossible to to recover the ball from. I got uh, my uh, my darling Mas Engo, the young guy running box to box. Somebody has to do it uh, with a midfield of uh, of uh, plus twenty seven years old. Then Bellis, uh, obviously, as the attacking midfielder, providing uh, goals, uh, almost a goal uh, per game this season. Two physical strong forwards, uh, Alexander Lin and Cho, and then Ibrahim safe to run deep uh, at the at the right side. You know what? When I look at it back, I do think actually Casper's got quite a nice balance in his team. I think that my team and Casper D's team definitely favor the attack. Casper <laughs> P's team's got some nice balance to it. But okay, interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna put forward my team. So Bailey Peacock Farrell in goal, the only international number one of all of our goalkeeper picks. So he's got that international quality. I think I've got the best. I think I've got the best two fullbacks in the league in Yellow and Villardson with Berge and Molgaard at centre-back. I think that, you know, they're both quite athletic and, and complement each other quite nicely. 
my midfield three is going to be obviously anchored by Yepe Grunning. He's going to be winning the ball, passing it short to Diogo and Rami Alhaj, who both of them have the ability to uh, to beat players with the ball and the pace to, to run beyond. And then my front three of Schellerup, Ingvartsen and Rooney is just going to be an absolute nightmare for for defences. So I'm confident that my team can win this. Yeah, what's but, really interesting with your team is that I don't think the central defenders and the central midfielders will get it forward to the front line, right? You're <laughs> <laughs> not going to have the ball, basically, right? <laughs> yeah, I might, might need to do some long passing, maybe. But yeah, that sort of link between uh, defensive midfield is going to be interesting, should we say. And do I uh, do I see it correctly that there is the most FCN players on the team? I count uh, 10. I count the only starter for FCN not being in our, one of our three squads is actually Daniel Svensson. Yeah, it might be. Do you mind? I had, uh, I, 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 I had uh, considered Daniel Svensson, Svensson as well. You know, as a makes sense. Makes sense. I knew that if there was a if there was a point for, with for some uh, FCN propaganda, you would uh, <laughs> you would jump on it. Brilliant. Well, listen, thank you for humoring me with that, guys. And I'll be in touch with the results, obviously. What do we play for? That's a very good question, actually. Typically, the prize is Faxi Condi related. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Loser gives someone to the winner. <laughs> that sounds good. But yeah, so keep an eye out on Twitter. Next few days, I'll uh, I'll build the teams in a team builder and uh, and get you guys to vote on them. And uh, yeah, you can you can make one of our days. The the person who finishes third can feel hard done by. But yeah, thanks guys for giving up your time for this little experiment. I hope you enjoyed it. Next time, I know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean we had transfers we had uh, all sorts of stuff going on so it was uh yeah definitely Negotia- negotiations behind the club's uh, offices and stuff like that and just before we sign off can i get a check-in on the uh what's the denmark score Have they put 10 it's past still- san marino yet oh no so still uh free now okay kind of disappointing right it is it yeah. is but i think they've been on a downwards trajectory for a while now and i think it doesn't really click for them and you can also say that in the danish media it's now become the new hobby of uh, like average old man to hate denmark so you can definitely see that the air is going out of the balloon and quite of it is actually well deserved so it's uh, i still have my season ticket in there and i will continue with that even if they lose the next 10 games but uh it's just not the same at the moment to be in Parken watching the national team. Before we go, there was actually one more thing I was going to ask you, which is to talk a little bit about Nordic football data. Yes. Tell us about the project. Tell us how to find it. Tell us what it's all about. Yes. So uh, we are uh, three people, Kasper Pedersbeck, myself and Henrik Tustrup, who started a small little football collective where we wanted to uh, go into the details about everything behind the obvious things that you see with your eyes so what are actually the underlying data and what does the underlying data say and how do you connect different aspects of the game to uh, goals and uh, and chances at the end so that's uh, that's been the mission and the ambition to have fun with everything else than what normal football viewers they look at. And hopefully we become sharp enough to actually communicate these attributes and and skills that it becomes interesting for a bigger crowd than just us. And in the, the current state, we are at uh, four, 1,400 followers or something like that on Twitter. Uh, and uh, we are starting to talk to the first parts of the media world that actually wants to engage with us. So maybe it's not just going to be a Twitter profile. Maybe it's going to be slightly bigger than that. Awesome. 
That's uh, that's amazing. And yeah, lots of the stuff is in English. So easy for people this side of the North Sea to engage with. How can people find the stuff and how regular is the content? So they will find us on a hashtag, hashtag Nordic foot data. And we, uh, as it is now, we, are, we have like a few posts a week. Uh, some of it is extremely detailed on how teams have performed on XG levels. Uh, and some of it is a bit more shallow, where it's just a heat map on a new player that's moving in the league or a comparison on all central midfields in the league on passes or how many times they've received the ball. So, uh, so that's where you find us. And that's what we write about. Awesome. Well, go check it out. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. And yeah, get voting on those teams. I'll catch you next time on Danish Dynamite.